Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem, we'll put it all together for you. So let's get started. Today we are going to be in Hebrews chapter 8, and we're going to uh, start uh, a little bit where we left off last time, around verse 6, and go uh, through verse 13 to finish out the chapter. Now in verse 6, it's it's, uh, continuing this discussion about Jesus being a a priest of a better covenant, and um, We've talked about this, uh, about Jesus. He's, he's a high priest. He's the highest of all priests. And the thing is that um, the, the, the main thing that he's been saying here is Jesus is alive. In chapter 7, verse 25, he says, Consequently, he's, he is able to save to the uttermost, to everyone uh, those who draw near to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is alive. Our great high priest died to save us. Our great high priest right now is alive. And He is alive to save us, to interset, to intervene in, in every single life, every single one of us, to make intercession to God um, for them to bring requests of the believers to the Father. Okay, this is the ever-living Christ intercedes for believers. Okay, they'll have great confidence. We have this confidence that we will never perish because we have this great High Priest who's always there to intercede for us. What hope that gives us! Um, Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He is in heaven. And he is, uh, and as it says in uh, chapter 8, verse 1, we're saying this, we have a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, the true tent. Okay, he's talking that Jesus is this minister. He's this high priest in this new tabernacle that is better than the old. So we, we, with this in mind, we drop down to uh, the verse we're taking up today, verse 6. But as it is, Christ has obtained 
a ministry that is much more excellent than in the old, as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on a better on better promises. So Jesus um, has it is a better high priest. Okay, he's not like any of the other Old Testament priests, even dating all the way back to Melchizedek. He is a better high priest. He doesn't die. He is eternally alive. You don't need a high priest, you know, uh, uh, you know, multiple high priests. You never have to have another high priest. He's got a better tabernacle. There's a tabernacle not built with human hands, as it says in chapter 8. This is one built by... Uh, not built by man. This is a tabernacle built by God. This is a heavenly tabernacle uh, in, in one sense of the word, but it is a tabernacle of Jesus Christ's body. His body is the, the now, uh, it, it is the new church because we are the body of Christ. The, the, we, our body now is a temple that Christ dwells in us, so we become a new temple. So there's a new tabernacle, is that is the body of Christ. He is a new minister, and as we said, a minister is uh, one that um, proclaims the Word of God. He is a better uh, we have a better prophet. That's someone who represents God to man. We have a better uh, high priest. That is, that is one representing man up to God. We have a better minister and we have a better ministry. The gospel is the ministry now. This is the good news. This is better news for people to hear it because there is one now who can save us where the old law could not save us. That is because, not because the, the old law uh, was bad, it's because we were so bad. The old law couldn't, couldn't save us because we couldn't save ourselves. We had sin, too much sin. Now we've got a new promise. It's a better promise. It's a better covenant. It's a, it's a better covenant, a better ministry, and a better promise. That is Jesus Christ, a better sacrifice. And this new covenant is a new work in our hearts, the living Christ to make intercession for us is the mature gospel message. And he and the the even back to verse six, the writer in Hebrews, possibly Paul, is inviting uh, the Hebrew readers here to start f dwelling and feeding on the more mature principles of the gospel message, not the elementary principles. He said, like babies drinking milk. That's believing in the Lord and accepting his promise, but accepting now the more maturity, which is this living priest, Jesus Christ, that gives you his grace, this throne of grace now that you have to live your life in dependency on him.
and dependency on Him to intervene and make intercessions for us as we live our life. That's the maturity that one comes to understand that when we're walking, we're walking by His grace. This grace, this gospel grace, this maturity, that sense that you have to walk in God's grace to produce the fruit of the gospel, the fruit of walking in the Spirit and living by the Spirit. That is the maturity that we uh, get when we walk in God's grace that He gives us through the gospel message. So we see in verse 7, For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. But for, uh, for he finds fault with them when he says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So what he's doing here in verse 8, he's quoting back in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 through 34, where Jeremiah talks about this new covenant. He's, 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 he's uh, prophesying to the people that the Lord is going to you know, give them hope. He's going to give them something that, that, um, that the people could finally be saved under, and that's going to be um, this new covenant. Verse 9, Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. This is going to be something new. For they did not continue in my covenant. So I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. Verse 10, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declared the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds, and I will write them on their hearts. This is a new covenant, and that instead of trying to write this, um, this covenant on stone, He's going to now write it on people's hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. In other words, his access uh, is for everybody. There's going to be no hierarchy of education who has to read certain scriptures to feel that they know him. This is going to be, he's going to be, able to have everybody know him from the least of them to the greatest for i will be merciful towards their iniquities and i will remember their sins no more verse 13 in speaking that okay so all of that was jeremiah so you got hebrews going back to jeremiah talking about this new covenant verse 13 in speaking of a new covenant he makes the first one obsolete and what is becoming obsolete is growing old, is ready to vanish away. So it's the fact that God put the first covenant out there to show people who He is and to be with the people. But He was much holier than they were. But 
It puts that out there so people know God and know His nature. He was very um, open with them. He let them see how holy He is. And of course, that the people could not keep His commandments. The people's hearts were cold and calloused. And so God set in motion something to save mankind. And that was this new covenant, this new covenant in Jesus Christ. That through faith in Him, we have eternal life. And then as we mature, we can walk in His grace. As He works in us towards our salvation. So... um, Really, really, uh, really big promises here, and it, it really develops what the gospel message means uh, to me as I read this. Um, you know, the L, it, and again, this is all this contrasts back to this concept of the elemental teachings of the gospel and the more mature teachings of the gospel. And the elemental teachings of the gospel are, you know, faith in Jesus Christ. And through faith in Him, um, you share in His death, you share in His resurrection, and now you are saved. Not by anything that, you know, you've done. It's all by what He's already done. Okay, these are the elemental teachings of the gospel. And that's good, but He's calling the... He's calling us to, to understand the more mature teachings of the gospel. That, that, you know, part one, Jesus died for you. But part two, Jesus is alive for you. That's a two-part gospel message. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus died for you. Part two of the gospel, Jesus is alive for you. He's alive eternally for you. And so now, His Spirit lives in you. And you walk by the Spirit. So now you're alive in Him. You died with Him, and now you're alive with Him. He died for you and is alive for you. You died with Him, and now you are alive with Him. That's the mature part of the gospel message all summed up. So to say that again, we're looking at the elemental teachings of the gospel versus the mature teachings of the gospel. We're looking at the elemental teachings of our faith versus the mature uh, principles of grace. Elemental versus mature. Faith versus grace. Elemental teachings. He died for you and now is alive for you. The more mature teachings is you died with Him and now you walk with Him in new life, alive with Him by grace. So for me to all of you, God bless you. We'll stop here. We'll see you next time as we continue this study uh, through this amazing book of Hebrews. So for me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you next time. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. And... Um, Yeah, I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am. So we'll see you next time. Take it away, Matali. 
So today's teaching is coming from Hebrews chapter 8, beginning at verse 6 all the way to verse 13. So we have seen that Jesus Christ ministers in a better tabernacle, and there is a real one in heaven. There is actually a real tabernacle in heaven. So he has made the throne of God today and um, the throne of grace and we are encouraged actually well actually bid to come with confidence and assurance to the throne of God that he is there um, for us and here we see that he has obtained a new excellent ministry in his working under a new covenant where he is a mediator of um, a better covenant established upon better promises Okay, so we have a new covenant today, and it's called the New Testament, and is uh, a contrast to the Old Testament covenant that was made. So in the Old Testament, um, you know, no one was ever saved by actually keeping the law. There were a lot of people who kept the law, but no one was actually ever saved by keeping it. They were always bringing sacrifices because they were always sinning. So they were always taking sacrifices to to the temple because um, they were sinners and the law revealed to them that they had come short of God's glory and sacrifices were actually made and um, you know the sacrifices that they made were a shadow and the tabernacle that um, was given to them was real but it was a shadow of the reality of um, the one Christ ministers in today that's um at the right hand of God in heaven. And today we have a better high priest, um, we have a better tabernacle, and uh, we have a better sacrifice, that was Christ who shed his blood on the cross. So we have everything that's better. We have you know, um, a better covenant, and um, we have better promises. So Christ offered his blood for our sins, and that is a better um, sacrifice. So now verse 6 reads, But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which has which was established on better promises. So, you know, the statement here, which was established on better promises, um, you know, the covenant... And the promises were better compared to what was in the Old Testament. Not saying that what was in the Old Testament was not good. It was a good covenant. The problem was us. We were the problem. We could not live in accordance to what the law actually required. That's why we were, like, that's why the people in the Old Testament were constantly failing and they constantly had to go and give sacrifices. So back in the Old Testament, they were given the law and they brought their sacrifices. The new covenant is based on better promises, which we have been made a part of. And these promises will be fulfilled in the future. So God's not through with the nation Israel. For those people who say he's through with the nation Israel, he's not through with the nation Israel. Some prophecies have not yet been fulfilled. And the promises made to them will be fulfilled. And the promises made to uh, the nation Israel we find in the book of Jeremiah, beginning at verse, Jeremiah 30, verse 8 and 31, um, verse 34. So I'll read from verse 30, verse 8, which reads, 
For it shall come to pass in the day, in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck and will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them, but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. Therefore do not fear, O my servant Jacob, says, says the Lord. Nor be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return, have rest, and be quiet, and no one shall make them afraid. For I am the Lord, for I am with you, says the Lord, to save you, though I make a full end of all nations where I have scattered you. Yet I will not make a complete end of you, but I will correct you in justice and will not let go, will not let you go altogether unpunished. So that's the Jeremiah 30, uh, 8, verses 8 to verse 11. And in Jeremiah 31, verse 34, it reads, um, No more shall every man so no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the lord for they shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them says the lord for i will forgive their iniquity and their sin i will remember no more thus says the lord he who gives sun for a light by day the ordinances of the moon and the stars for light by night who disturbs the seas and its waves for the lord of hosts is his name so the Lord will fulfill his promises because we are now in a, we now have a different covenant. That's the New Testament with a better sacrifice, a better high priest and better promises. So um, the Lord will return them to um, their land. And, you know, they're not yet back. They're um, under, you know, they're not yet back under God's redemption today. They may have gone back, but it's not the full um redemption they're not yet back fully so that prophecy and promise from god has not yet been fulfilled so god said you know i gave it to them before and and um wrote it on a tablet of stone right that was um, when he gave the commandments to moses he wrote them on a cold tablet of stone and you know they couldn't keep it but now i will write it on the tablet of their hearts so he will do a work in their hearts, um, the children of Israel, and then they will return, and then they will um, um, they will be under uh, God's redemption. So he will write it in their hearts. You know, they no longer shall they go like I read in Jeremiah thirty four. No one shall ever, no more shall ever. So every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother say, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, because he's going to write it in their hearts and not on that cold stone tablet. So he will do a work in their hearts as it, you know, as it was external before, and now it's going to be internal. So they don't know him today, but they shall know him. So God's not done with that nation. Verse 7 of Hebrews goes on to read, For if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. So here, you know, if they had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, there would have been no place for the second one. And the first covenant 
was not adequate for us and it created a necessity for a better covenant there was nothing wrong with the covenant there's everything wrong with us verse 8 goes on to read because finding fault with them he says behold the days are coming says the lord when i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah so here the problem was never with god's covenant at all but with them the people who turned away from god so there is a lot that is wrong with you and me today and not god's law so we can't keep or measure up to the law of god because we're not perfect we cannot and it is by god's grace that you know every day today like you wake up and you're breathing it is god's grace god's grace and god's mercy and god's love you know today when i woke up i was thinking wow 2019 is almost coming to an end this is christmas eve thank god i am still alive thank you jesus you know i think every day you know when we wake up we should be thankful for you know good health family friends um we should be you know thankful for a lot of things you walk out there and there's fresh air you can breathe you can see the flowers bloom and you know the year is coming to an end i think we have a lot to be grateful for so scripture goes on to read verse 9 not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hands and I will be their God and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none of his brothers saying, know the lord for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them for i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds i will remember no more in that he says a new covenant he has made the first obsolete now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away so here we have, you know, we're no longer under the mosaic system at all. That system is obsolete, it's gone, it's vanished. So we have a new covenant that he's made through Jesus Christ, who is our savior, he is our mediator, he's our intercessor, he is our high priest. And he did it because we couldn't measure up to the first covenant, we couldn't measure up to the law, and there is something wrong with us, there is nothing wrong with God's law. So we are just, you know, if we keep going back to the um, mosaic law and following the systems and rituals there, it's like we're just drinking milk and we're not growing to eat steak like Dr. James Moby put it. Now it's time for us to grow up and eat steak, for God to actually reveal more to us, to uncover that veil, you know, to have the Holy Spirit indwelt in us and build us and grow us. Let us not go back to, you know, the old ritualistic tendencies in the past, the law, the mosaic law. So, you know, now we have people following, um, you know, the mosaic law and, you know, they keep the Sabbath and things like that. So what the law could not do in that it was, you know, it's not that the law couldn't do it. It was that the law was weak in the flesh. And God now sent the Holy Spirit to be, to indwell in us, that's the new covenant, to indwell in us so that we can grow. And 
know God and um, every day, you know, every day we, we, we sin, we fall short of the glory of God and every day God forgives us if we turn to him and if we allow that, that Holy Spirit to come out and, you know, so that we learn and, you know, to, in, to be indwelt in us rather. So we have a new covenant based on better promises and these are marvelous promises. God promised, promised, you know, us a lot of things. And he is fulfilling those promises if we are faithful to him. So, you know, let us get, you know, let us, let us get rid of the milk. Milk is good for, for your navel, good for nourishment. But, you know, in the word of God, let us not be babies and stick to the milk. Let us grow up and let us let the Holy Spirit lead us. Because, you know, God, um, he sacrificed himself. He was the ultimate sacrifice. He was the... Um, the better sacrifice, the better high priest. You know, he has a better tabernacle. All we have to do is just go to him with nothing. Just us as we are. He wants nothing from us. He just wants us to be faithful to him. And that's what he's asking for. So, you know, for me, reflecting on the year, I am grateful for a lot of things. Really, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for Brad's, for introducing me to through the Bible. I'm grateful for through the Bible and the teachings. I am grateful that, you know, I am alive. I'm grateful that, you know, I've seen, I've come thus, this far, I've grown so much, I've come this far, 2019, and I'm grateful for a lot of things, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone who's helped me grow. Thank you, others listening. I've learned so much, and I'm, I'm growing step by step every day. And, um, yeah. It's been, it's been a good journey, and God has been great. God has been faithful to me, and I just thank Him and I pray that you know He may continue, you know, like um, showing me, um, you know, His unending grace and mercy. Thank you all. I hope you have a great Christmas Eve. God bless and bye bye. Thank you.